Here we go, here we go, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It's your favorite ugly mugs and redneck voices behind the screens again coming at you with another guest. Like I said, many times we've turned into the guest podcast, but hey, we're plugged in and we enjoy the conversation. So, like I said, Brian, Alex, Nick here. Brian, Nick, what have you got for uh, anybody this week? What's your words of wisdom? Um, I know I've been pushing Bitcoin, silver, stuff like that. Um, now, sort of related to Bitcoin, my suggestion is micro strategy. That is ticker. Is that a board game? MS. No, ticker MSTR. They okay. just spent $250 million on Bitcoin and they predicted like the cell phone wave, stuff like that. They're good at like trends. All right. There's your. I'm not, uh, a, I'm not a financial advisor, but look He's into not it. a professional, but if you do well, it gets 10%. There is your market yeah. research in the first yeah. 10 seconds in the introduction. So I don't know what other podcast really brings you that punches and bunches uh, quite like the holler pod. Nick, exactly. I don't know how you would top something like that, but I'm going to tee it up for you. What do you got? Well, I was going to say, the only boss I have is to listen to Brian. <laughs> double down. That's a good old double down. You're splitting the double down. I get it. No, absolutely. Uh, I will say, I got on the SLV train with Brian a couple you know, months ago, and they're up 82% over the year. So uh, we'll see what happens. Of course, when the stuff tanks, he never answers his phone, so. well it's not tanked yet yeah hey before we introduce our guest before we introduce our guest we hit a milestone today boys what episode whatever episode this is i don't know it feels like four thousand. but we hit 50 followers on twitter golf clap for the followers golf clap for the followers Uh, i'd like to say that we know and love each and every one of you we probably do but uh that's a milestone for us i don't think we ever expected to get there that fast so let's uh, exponentially grow to, I don't know, 5 million or something. Let's get weird. Um, Instagram, Twitch, not really up to date on those numbers. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be not my analytic. Maybe that'll be my, <laughs> not good. Maybe that'll <laughs> be my, that Instagram's rolling. That'll be my analytical uh, report next week. I, Nick, someone told me today to give you a shout out for your search engine optimization because uh, they know all three of us. They do not listen to the podcast. They know all three of us happened to go to YouTube, and uh, HollerPod was third on their list of suggestions. Mm. So whatever voodoo magic you got going on, keep it up. Dang. I like it. So, okay, like I mentioned, we've got a guest. I'm going to do my best to introduce him. He doesn't want anybody to know this, but uh, he's a Peberg boy at heart, right? So... Uh, we all went to Prestonburg, played football at Prestonburg. Um, this gentleman played football at Morgan County uh, back in the day, 2008, 2009. A division rival of Prestonburg, as weird as that may sound to the old heads that have uh, headsets on or tuning in. But but uh, this individual was kind of our inside man on the Morgan County football team. He really leaked <laughs> a lot of the trade secrets and a lot of the film sessions. Uh, he just, you know, brought it down. Brought it down the mountain parkway to the boys in the red and black, and we were uh, always forever grateful for it. But, uh, no, I want to introduce Austin Shuck, friend of the pod, uh, local badass, bartender, inspirational man of the year, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Shuck, I hope I did you solid. What do you want to say? Honestly, I will uh, 
I will give information to whoever pays uh, the bills. And Peberg was willing to throw some <laughs> throw some money under the table. Redact, kid. I was that I was paying for some uh, drunken nights, so it was worth it for me. Uh, redact that from the testimony. No. <laughs> uh, plead the fifth. But, yeah. No, but thank you guys for having me on. Uh, hopefully, this one uh, makes it to um, the interwebs. The dark web. Yeah, so a little inside baseball. There. <laughs> we've, had, we've had Chuck on before, but we uh, we ran into some techno, technologic mishap. I don't know what happened. We just scrapped it and said, ah, we'll do it again. It was so, so nice, we'll do it twice. Yeah. So, he's a hard man to track down. He runs like, I don't know. Time. 15 miles a day, hard man to track down. You can't ever tell which state he's in, West Virginia, Kentucky. You never know. Lexington, West Liberty. You never know, man. We're lucky to have him. All right. I've got news to share with you guys. Also, uh, we're moving. We're, we're flipping We're flipping stones here. We're turning corners, right? So for those of you that listen every single week, shout out Zach and, Sp- or Zach and Burkett. We usually start out with grinds my gears, right? That's a mouthful. We're going to call it hot and bothered. We all grew up in Appalachia. We can relate to that sentiment. Our grandparents have said that forever. When somebody's hot and bothered, it just makes sense. So you guys know this is how we open things up. Hot and bothered, what really got you going this week? I have got two absolute heaters that I will back clean up with, and I will let you three fight it out for who wants to go first. Not all at once. Um, I usually go first, but I would like to hear Nick. Ooh. I think the only one is, uh, the recent stuff that's happened in the past few days with the presidential election and all the slandering, all the, all the nonsense, all the backtracking. It really yeah. just grinds my gears all in general. Oh, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Word placement. Yeah. Very well done, Nick. You left it teed up to where no one could really uh, pick, you know, see what side of the fence you're on. That was very well. That was very political <laughs> of you. Very well. <laughs> Brian, Chuck, what do you got? Honestly, man, uh, I really I really have nothing to complain about. Wow. We, we He's back. Uh, he's back, boys. I really, I really don't, um, you know. It is what it is. But lose some fancy free, man. Nothing nothing to complain about. You know, if you guys you guys listened to last week's episode, Brian got hitched. I thought for certain his second appearance after uh, saying his vows, he would have at least something to come to the altar with, but I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad nothing, to hear man. it. Got nothing, nothing at all. Awesome. He's back, boys. All right, Chuck, that leaves you before I absolutely scorch the earth. What do you got? Um, so I'm pretty new to the um, to the uh, investment game, and uh, we actually talked a little bit about this in that first one. But I I had I've had some good uh, return on investment in the stuff that I've put some money in, and the other day my it it had essentially like gotten to the highest that it had been, and I was helping my buddy. Um, actually in Prestonsburg yesterday and he looked at me and he was like, you should trade um, today. And when I got up today, I lost like a pretty considerable amount. On, you know? so, hey, so, Bob but, did, man. Even though I'm still in the positive, like a considerable amount, I uh, still am pretty sad. But I guess that's part Are of Are you the- doing shares or options? 
Um, it shares. I have like shares of. Uh, Never sell. It sounds like your buddy's on the inside, and he didn't want to disclose his his connections, and he kind of just gave you like a little subtle, like, "Hey, man, you need to you need to offload this stuff." The guys out west are saying, "Offload this right now." When I when I invested in it, it was at fourteen dollars, and now and yesterday it was at twenty four twenty four. Decent. Oh, decent. Yeah. All and when I invested in that, that was in um, February, I think. I bought like fourteen shares. There you go. You use Robinhood. Yep. I do too. Me, me three. Green baby. Green dot city. <laughs> Robinhood, give us that sponsorship on the holder pod. <laughs> Plug it. All, all right. There we go. There we go. All right, they've done they've done well. I will commend them, but no one is ready for what I'm about to bring. <laughs> I have found myself on social media. I don't know, like in the pandemic, way more than normal. I would say you guys could probably say the same. Anybody listen could yeah. say the same. And I'm going to bring to to the surface something that I never understood from the get go, and I'm finally speaking out against it. What is the purpose of a joint Facebook account? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Ray and Tammy, Bob and Kelly. I don't get it. I, they make there's millions of Facebook accounts. You have access to create hundred. You can catfish. You can do whatever you want. I don't understand the purpose of having one single Facebook account and confusing everyone on your friends list. It's gonna look like Bob is commenting on stuff Bob doesn't need to be commenting <laughs> on. On the on the flip side of that, Tammy's gonna be in like the underworld for baseball trading cards or, or bourbon or, or, you know, whatever else sells. And that just looks <laughs> weird, too. I, I don't get it. What is the point? Playing devil's advocate, the only thing I can say is they're messing with the algorithm. That's because the, imagine, the tar- imagine the targeted ads those accounts get. <laughs> they're, like, totally dude, off that- the that's a very good political response, Brian. But we all know that it means that one person who wears those pants in that said relationship has way more control on what yeah. pants are being worn. Yeah. Right? We should do an Alex, mm, Brian, mm, Nick, <laughs> holler on Facebook. And that's the page. thing. That's the thing. Facebook cuts down on that. They they realize, hey, this is confu- this is utterly ridiculous and confusing. So you used to be able to put Alex... And Brian. Now you can't do and, but people are still figuring out ways to go. Alex and Brian, or you know Tiffany and Bill, and it's like uh, it just I don't. It irks me, man. It's not that way on Twitter. Nobody does that on Instagram. Nobody's twitching with like six accounts. I mean, Hollerpod does their own thing, but it's not Hollerpod and Shucky Pod or What the Shuck <laughs> and Hollerpod. I don't know, man. It just got in my crawl, and it's been in my crawl. I would say up there with, like, toe pictures on Facebook, joint Facebook accounts are uh, they're my number one pet peeve. Toe yeah, you made a good – I don't know about the toe accounts, but you made a good point. I don't see <laughs> joint Twitter accounts. <laughs> Not toe accounts. <laughs> Not toe accounts. Like, if somebody's at the beach and they're like – they ruin their picture because they're, t- it's just like they're, t- you know, like, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm at, just giving you a hard time. I'm man. in the Bahamas. Uh, <laughs> here's my big toes that don't need to be seen by anybody. 
I'm just you giving you a hard time, about. man. The to- it's toes and toes and fingers. Toes and fingers. That's the joint Facebook account. I feel like the joint Facebook accounts are always. It always means someone definitely cheated on someone. That's that's enough. That's yes, where I was going too. with it. That's Fuck definitely that too. One hundred percent. Further. One of the two. That thing. The thing I started at that point is I'm like, well, wow, you guys are pretty much broadcasting to the interwebs that yeah. someone cheated. Right. So then I'm starting to play. Carmen San Diego, and I'm like, who cheated on who? <laughs> Carmen San Diego. Yeah, you want to do the algorithm there? That'll, it'll. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that is what that screams. That is what that screams. Good call, Shuck. That's yeah. Even if Doris and Richard Shuck started a <laughs> Facebook account, I'd be like, holy shit, <laughs> who is it? I'm like, this is not good news. Uh, you, I mean, yeah, man. Okay, there's number one. Number two. <laughs> Chuck mentioned the word in the pre-pod meeting. You know, we do a little show prep, just like five, six minutes. We do what we do. But he said the word, and I'm going to say the word. And to everybody listening from back home, that's how we say the word. Appalachia. That's how we say it, right? That's that's the way it is. That's the way it's spelled. Appalachia, Appalachian. You know, that's it. That's the only two ways to say that, okay? This week, I heard, again, Appalachian. That is not how we say Appalachia. That is not refer to the chain of mountains that string from, what is it, New York to North Carolina. That's not how we do that, okay? As self-respecting Appalachians, when you say Appalachia, you tarnish your credibility with me immediately. <laughs> I agree with that. Dude, I took a... I took at, at UK. I took a, a a higher level elective. It was like, it was Appalachian studies. That's exactly what it was. We go in. This professor, he's old. He's like in his seventies. Super cool cat. He's got he he brings his two TAs. They're talking to us. One guy's from New York. This chick's from Richmond. She's giving us all her background. Ba 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 ba. I've done this. I've done that. I'm published. Ba ba ba. It's really a, you know. It's really a passion of mine, these, excuse me, Appalachian studies. And I was like, oh, whoa. It's kind I would have like, walked out of the room. You smell a skunk or you hear a gunshot. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did she just, did she just say that? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how fast someone can lose. You know, she, she beefed herself up for 20 minutes telling us where she went to school and all the stuff she's done. You're like, all right, this might be cool. And then it's like. Boom, gone. That's it. It's over. You don't know. You don't know anything, lady. It ain't Appalachian. Yeah. You you've been around it so much. You don't. You can't even say it right. <laughs> Appalachian Wireless. No. Don't. Do that. <laughs> don't think yeah, so. that's a good. That's a good point there. I hadn't, you know, put the wireless on there. That's, Appa, that's good. Appalachia. Appalachia. Don't forget it. Appalachia. Okay. All right. We did good. I wasn't as steamy, and I didn't spit as much this week, but I do feel, I do have the same feeling of uh, catharsis. So, that's good. That is a real word. At least you got it off of your chest. Off my chest, Brian. I'm a little lighter. Not really. I've been in the pandemic, so we're all a little bit heavier. Except for Chuck, he runs like 14 miles a day. All right, let's go. Worldwide news, segment number two. We got some hot stuff to hit here. Uh, it's been popping off in the sports world, guys. So, for those of you listening that may know, you guys on here may know also, big witch hunt this week. Shout out episode five of the Grassy No. Hey, nice plug. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> witch hunt this week on which major college conferences are going to play fall sports. So, uh, Big Ten flat out came out like Sunday afternoon and said, yeah, we're not going to do that. To, to the dismay of most of their, you know, elite programs, Ohio State, Michigan, a lot of those coaches came out against their presidents. Uh, the Pac-12 followed suit, I believe that was yesterday. All the West Coast schools, you know, Stanford, Cal, stuff you think about when you think about uh, schools you think about when you, you know, in the movies when they want to say they went to a good school and all that. Uh, and then the Ivy League announced this like two months ago. No sports in the Ivy League. That may not affect any of us listening or local, but um, the fact remains there are no sports because of the COVID pandemic. So SEC still kind of on the fence. Uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey is leaning towards playing with the protocols that we've got set in place, you know, the testing and, and the bubble mentality, I guess, of having, you know, students on campus. Um, I think the SEC will hold strong because of the draw we will get nationally from the, you know, television and media rights and stuff. It'll be the only show in town, which will only, you know, drive that, that revenue is the way I see it. But uh, what do you, uh, what do you think guys? Are you, are you for no sports? Do you want sports? I mean, we can't go, they cut tailgating and stuff. So, What's what's the vibe? Um, you know, man. Honestly, I think that we should have sports. I think, especially you know, like because you know, these kids, that's their life. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like being a college student and being a kid, that's also you know into sports or whatever. They're gonna have to be much more like dedicated to just doing their sports activities and their school work and not going out and get like giving themselves a higher chance of catching COVID, especially if they're like a star player. And I think that whole aspect is going to have a big impact on the season. Like, especially for certain teams like that could, you know, like if they lost you know a few players due to COVID, like they could lose a game, you know. Yeah. If if that's the situation, so like these kids are going to actually have to be like on point to minimize their risk of catching COVID, or they, you know, they're going to have to be out for like two weeks. That's the that's the quarantine time, right? Like two yeah. weeks. Yeah. So I'm saying they they can be big, but I think they should play. I I really do. What do you think, Chuck? Um, man. Obviously, I would love to watch us play football and have UK football. It's like my favorite sport. But, I, man, it's just, I mean, if if there's a possibility that we can play and have all the protocol protocols in place to make sure that players can stay safe, then why not play? But if there's some chance that a bunch of players are going to get sick, then there's no reason to play. But I just, it's, it's an interesting situation because i mean it can be argued just like the players have said and a lot of coaches that they're going to be in this environment where they are a billion times safer from the potential to get corona than if they were like back home doing whatever they want to do and it's just like at like and you you're telling me that they're gonna like let them come and like I, could, I would honestly feel like if they're going to let everybody come back, they're going to make everybody like living in the same area or something or facility. Yeah. It's like what they'll end up having to like agree to or something. If we have this season like 
every player has to agree that we're going to live in this dormitory and everyone's going to live here and we can't leave for anything and that's how it's going to go the whole season. That's what that's what's going to be hard. Yeah, because they're kids. Like gonna have to like, it's going to be hard to get like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah, political of you again. I've been a horny yeah. college kid, so I mean, yeah. yeah, no, and that's like, that's that is, and it's a dedication to like the sport thing, man. Because like after the season, you know, Whatever. who knows? Yeah, that's Whatever. the juxtaposition of everything right now. Is you look, know, these universities are bringing kids back in the fall because they have to have that tuition money to, you know, if operate. But at the same yeah. time, you're you're saying, okay, I'm UK. I'm bringing thirty thousand kids to campus, but I'm not going to let twenty two people, pl- you know, or I guess you could narrow it down to both sidelines. So you could say, I'm not going to let a hundred people congregate every, you know, every every weekend or you know at practice or whatever. So I, you brought up the point, Chuck, and Saban said it right. He said, look, they're way safer with us than they would be if we turned them loose to go home and you know, be unsupervised. And I, I would think if any program could survive sending their kids home to hold them accountable, it'd be probably Alabama because I'm sure they all dream of Nick Saban screaming at them. But um, uh-huh. it's it's just, a, you know, I don't I don't know. I, I, I want us to play, but at the same time, you, you come to this realization that the reason you love UK football, like 60, or I would say 40% of the reason you love UK football is going to Commonwealth Stadium. Yeah, I called it Commonwealth Stadium. Tailgating, oh, you know, going in for the experience, sitting shoulder to shoulder with people who've also had their hearts broken for 55 years. And when you remove all that and you have exclusively the game, you know, it, it would be cool for a couple games, but you're like, man, this is just not the same. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think the SEC is going to hold to their guns. Uh, if we play, it'll be an all-SEC schedule, which all I can say is, you guys, they better get the gurneys ready because <laughs> if the SEC plays itself 10 weeks in a row, there have been wars fought where less injuries will have occurred because, I mean, that that's like you need those fluff games. Respect to the fluff schools. They get compensated fairly, but uh, you need the fluff games. So, We'll see what happens. Do you think, think that you see a lot of transfers from kids that are in conferences that aren't playing transferring to you know schools yeah, in conferences that are? I don't know how you stop it. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you stop. The SEC reached out to Ohio State. The SEC reached out to Ohio State as an entity and said, "Hey, they're not going to let you play in the Big Ten. Why don't you guys come cut your teeth over here this year?" And That'd be which awesome. is like. That's like some Notre Dame type stuff, you know, just taking your services elsewhere. But I don't know how you <laughs> That'd stop it. That'd be cool. I don't know how you stop it. Players that don't get a play, what happens to their eligibility? And also, if thing. they choose to want to play next year, like obviously they're not going to be able to be like, no, but what if they don't want to? Like, the does it ha- what's the NFL say to those guys? Like, hey, we get that you were a projected first-round pick, but you, like, didn't play, so we don't know what the <laughs> hell you look like. Yeah. So, like. It doesn't matter what we projected. You are a third-round pick. Gentlemen, so that's how this affects drafts. Then also, if the ACC does play and those conferences play, or, okay, Pac-12, or the Big Ten and eight, Pac-12, say those two team, those two conferences play in the spring, 
what happens with the alignment of the other NCAA teams? Like, how does that affect everything? And also, how does that affect the draft for the NFL? Great point. Like, there's so many things that it blows up. Like, if everyone doesn't, like, go on the same game plan. Yeah, it's almost an all or nothing at that point. Like, to your point, if you play in the spring, think about the, the, the you fatigue. You automatically play with that other conference next, like the next season. Yeah, think about the fatigue on a body that plays 10 games in the spring, gets like June, July, August off, then comes back in, you know, end of August, early September. <laughs> That's why we are cutting our teeth in the podcast world and do not get paid the big bucks to wear suits and make decisions that affect millions of people and dollars every single day. <laughs> so one day we may get there, but uh, for now we can just say that's really dumb or that's a great idea. So keep your eyes peeled. I don't know, man. If they don't play football, there's how are they going to play basketball? You know, like. I, but I feel like in, basketball is more manageable. You want to talk about uh, that's a big. Who has who has more like, how many people are on a football team, a college football team, on average, compared to you, like a basketball team? If you're at home, you can dress like a hundred and something, but you travel with. I think it's like 60 or 70 you get to travel with. So what about a basketball team? 20 or, I mean, you have what? You 11, 12. Yeah. 11, 12. So, yeah, it would be like more manageable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely manageable from the, you know, we talk about, talk about, you define power in the world, right? You say so-and-so is a powerful individual. This is a powerful corporation. This is a, you know, a powerful entity. Think about everything that's been shut down, right? The Masters. They shut the Masters down. They shut every tennis tournament down. They they shut. We didn't run at Keeneland. They didn't do. I mean, they have shut everything down, guys. Like, anymore, it doesn't yeah. shock us at all. They're allowing 23,000 fans to go to the Derby. Okay? So, if you ever want to know the most powerful entity, uh, I'll stay stateside, aside from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, it's got to be the thoroughbred racing commission in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> how yeah. how do you? I mean, twenty three thousand fans are getting to go to the Derby. That's pretty That's cool. Like, is it? <laughs> That's pretty cool. We're gonna yeah. get blamed for everything, though. Yeah. They Who don't, cares? They don't care. Who you know, cares? Kentucky's about to be the fall guy for COVID nineteen. Yeah. Who cares? I did hear, I heard that, you know, even though Keeneland had to reschedule everything from from the from the spring meet into a five day punch, kind of in the middle of summer, that their take. I heard Tom Leach say this on KSR. Their take for those five days was like better than they've ever done ever, like with simulcast betting, and they're like, wow, that actually worked out awesome. I can't so, wait till the state gets sports betting. I saw, yeah, not to be a regurgitator and just absolutely just snake down a path where we'll never return, but I saw a tweet that said the state of Indiana handled $70 million in sports betting revenue in this month of July. Oh. That's, I mean, <laughs> you could do something with a little bit of that money, couldn't we? Kentucky. Yeah. I don't know. We could fix these potholes yeah. that eat cars. Yeah. But yeah, that's a tangent. So you can uh, fund a lot of stuff with that. Yeah, stuff. That's a good. Brian, you need to go into politics. Go, <laughs> yeah, I should. I should. 
Uh, <laughs> like, uh, we're gonna fund a lot of stuff. We can fund uh, a lot of stuff. I, I would like be the, I, w- I would be the conspiracy-minded Ross Perot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We absolutely beat that into the ground. In more important news, uh, coming out of the worldwide sector. It's going to sound like I'm regurgitating everything that was said on KSR this morning, but I promise you I've got better sources than that. Uh, there's a nationwide Dr. Pepper shortage, boys. And uh, I know one person in particular that this will drastically affect. One Bradley Hampton, who does not even drink water. He just drinks Dr. Pepper. Um, if I were to drink pop, I don't drink a lot of pop. I may have one or two a year, maybe. And then I immediately regret it afterward because it feels like a cheeseburger. Uh, I drink Dr. Pepper. I like it. 23 flavors. What's not to like? Is it root beer? Is it Coke? Nobody really knows. It's kind of like firmly in the middle. Uh, So what are you you guys sad about this shortage? I mean, are you guys sitting on cases of Dr. Pepper? Is that why there's a shortage? Um, Actually, Zach Spiegel uh, a few weeks ago at the wedding told me, what he does for Dr. Pepper. He, you know what a Topo Chico is? The no. mineral water. It's like a carbonated mineral water. He says a Topo Chico, and I think he said cherry, Mio, because it's like a carbonated water. So you put the cherry Mio, Topo, Topo Chico is amazing. Oh. But you put the cherry Mio in there, and it's like no sugar, no whatever, but it tastes just like a Dr. Pepper. You know, a Dr. Pepper. So I'm in the coconut. So everybody, you know, a new healthy alternative. Maybe this Dr. Pepper shortage is <laughs> the best. You want to talk about stocks? Buy it tomorrow, boys. Topo Chico. It's getting ready to take off. Holler pot. You heard know. it first. I don't, I don't know. I would just go buy like some cases. It's just very good. They're probably not. I public. like mineral water. Yeah, they're probably not public. What do you think, Shuck? You like Dr. Pepper? Um, I'm not a big pop guy. I drink craft beer and stuff like that, but that's a, the most carbonated stuff I drink just because yeah. I know I'm going to lose some calories on that. Same. Same, dude. Yeah, I love water. I'll tell you this. I have done a Flaming Dr. Pepper, and there is no Dr. Pepper in a Flaming Dr. Pepper, but it tastes just like Dr. Pepper. Nick, look hmm. what's in a Flaming Dr. Pepper. I think it's like 151 and... Uh, and yeah, oh, right there. That's it. Maybe beer. So, uh, they don't make 151 anymore. Chuck, you, you live the bartender life. You may know this, but um, they had to quit making it. So, if you ever see a bottle, buy it because it's val- it's priceless. But they quit making it because people were doing these flaming shots and burning their fa- literally burning their faces off. <laughs> and Bacardi got tired of getting sued, so they just discontinued it. So that's hilarious. Uh, if you ever see 151, buy it. But yeah, there you go. There's the flaming Dr. Pepper. Light it, hmm. shoot it, kaboot it. Is it pretty good? Yeah, it'll run. Uh, you get about 22, 23 miles to the gallon on 151 too. If you guys ever get in a pinch, <laughs> it, it'll gum it'll gum stuff up. You have to clean it out, but but uh, it'll it'll do in a pinch. So yeah, I tell you what, boys, we just got. We got knowledge. You know, you can't really teach that. You got to do some living, right? You got to have diverse background. I mean, where else are you going to learn about 
joint Facebook accounts and McCarty 151 in the same breath. <laughs> Nowhere. That's the answer. Okay. Um, I got one more point here, and then and then we'll move on to some more uh, substantive material. <laughs> Dion Sanders is going to Barstool. Uh, deal was announced this morning. Nick, I'm going to need help on the details. But primetime, the two-sport athlete, formerly of the beloved Cincinnati Reds and Atlanta Braves, all while playing for the Falcons and uh, the Niners and the other teams that, that Dion played for in his uh, illustrious career, has agreed to a deal with Pardon, um, excuse me, not part of my take, Barstool Sports, 21st and Prime. Been watching the videos this morning. Uh, I can't think of a better dude to really start a cult following. I think, and don't take this personally, Big Cat and PFT, more so than you've ever seen before. Like, Dion is respected in circles that would blow your mind, right? So he's the guy. Like, prime time is the guy. Uh, got respect from, you know, all the players, future, I mean, past, well, future too, past and present. Uh, he was that dude. It's uh, it's going to get weird on Barstool, but um, huge deal. Can only imagine the amount of money that would take to get Deion Sanders to leave TV, to leave a TV gig to come to Barstool. Man, it, they could probably easily pay him more. Legacy. This is just showing that like legacy media is like dying. Yes. Like, who cares about the NFL? Does, do you know that has an NFL network? No. Uh, that's my point. Who cares? I think, and the most the most appealing part to to him going to Barcelona is like the stories he's going to be able he has, to tell. You yeah, know, he's going to have like, so much more freedom, and he can say what he wants to say. He can say a, he yeah. can say bad words. He can say yeah. you know he can tell these like stories that are you know, and it's going to be it's going to be nuts. Maybe yeah, I'm way awesome. overexcited, and there's a huge recency bias, but. uh his own podcast called 21st, 21st and Prime. Prime. Dude, that's a huge grab. That That's the biggest. I mean, that's the, he's in the hall. Of, that's Deion Sanders. He's in the yeah. hall. Yeah. The old jacket himself. That's There's the goal, boys. We got to get to Dion. We're striving for Dion. Well, oh, let's here. just make him an offer. Maybe he'll leave Barstool oh, well, for I, a I holler have, fund. I, if he accepts railroad bonds and foolproof bourbon, we may have a... I'll uh, throw in some Bitcoin. Okay, okay. Nick, what do you got? Hmm. You don't have much. I'm going to bank on you all. Great customer service <laughs> skills. You're always available in a pinch. I mean, the, we got The most solid guy you will ever know. <laughs> tangible assets. Um... Yeah, so I, I saw that. I geeked out. Maybe that's just me, but that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be fun. Be excited really to see what he puts out. I mean, it's not as exciting as Hollerpod or What the Shuck, which you'll learn about in about thirty minutes. But you know, it is what it is. Okay, I've got. I want to talk about a tweet that I had last night, and then we're gonna get to Shuck. I was sitting there in my fields last night. Some of you guys may have seen this, maybe not. Uh, reminiscing. So, um, for those of you that still live in Prestonsburg, Chuck, you may have seen it too. But um, there's a there's a huge push to grab all these short line uh, railroad lines 
that spur off mainline track in the co-fields, you know, back home and, and rip the track up and turn them into exercise pass, bicycle pass, uh, stuff of that nature. So it's wildly successful. It's, it's going great in Prestonsburg. We've got actually two trails. I think, well, I think the, the rail trail is in the Dawkins trail is in Paintsville, but Prestonsburg just opened up. I think it's like a 13 mile trail, something That's outrageous, cool. Brian, how, you know how long it is, Nick? Uh, I think it was eight miles one way, which that okay. was what they were like started said, on. They were trying to get more miles. though. 13, eight, you know, it's all a matter of, uh, subjectivity, but it's going well. It's all over Facebook. So that got me thinking, um, and I tweeted this out kind of like as a scholar or something, but it was littered with poor grammar and, and spell check errors, but KYA, Brian, you remember sixth, seventh grade. What what grade was that? Mm, I want to say sixth grade. So for those of you listening, KYA, Kentucky Youth Assembly, Kuna, something baby. like that. Huh? Kuna. Kuna, what's that? It was like part of KYA. Oh, we weren't that cool. But um, <laughs> it's you grab the youth, you bring them in, you show them how to write a bill, they take it, they get to go to the Kentucky, you know, you get to go to the Capitol and you def- you present your bill in the Senate and and in the House and you you get to you know see the process and it's just a really cool experience for a sixth or seventh grader. So um, I don't remember what my bill was. We didn't do very well, whatever. But one of the bills that I sat through, one of the bills that I remember explicitly sitting through, uh, detailed this effort. We're talking 2005 or 2006. It was an idea from these like middle school kids to say, hey, why don't we rip up all these railroad tracks? And why don't we turn these abandoned tracks into exercise paths for, you know, uh, people that, that want to work out. They're tired of riding their bike on the road. They're tired of, you know, the safety issues with working out, running, and, you know, on side streets and such as that. And I remember, specifically remember, you know, my grandfather worked for the railroad, uh, Appalachian man, like, they run coal trains every hour. Like, you never yeah. saw a track that didn't have a train on it ever so i remember thinking that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard like that they always run trains man and they're always mining coal you know my uncle's underground he's been underground since 19 whatever they're never going to stop running coal there's coal everywhere so at the time i totally dismissed it that bill takes off it like won kya i don't even remember if you could win kya but they like paraded him around got him a gold chair like woohoo steak dinner Meanwhile, I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So fast forward, what year is it? That's 16 years ago? What year is it? Well, It's bad math, isn't it? 2020. 2020, 15 years ago. Fast forward. Wow, that's now a this long, concept, man, we're old. Yeah. So this concept is taking place 15 years later. They're ripping up these short line you know, spur tracks that used to go back to these coal tipples that are out of service and closed down. Cities are buying them for cheap from, from these class one you know, railroads who have to offload them because it's maintenance and upkeep on their end. Uh, and they're buying them and turning them into uh, exercise areas and trails. And I just had like this epiphany moment last night. Like those kids were time travelers. Like <laughs> how do you, that's um, the only way you can explain that. No. Right. It's a, mo- it, it's a movie. It's simulation theory, Brian. It's, it's simulation theory. Yeah. It's a, uh, what's the movie with Jim Carrey? Truman, uh, uh, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. That's what we're. That's where we are. 
Like, there's no right. way that sixth graders 15 years ago would have had the foresight to project this idea that would just take off. I was Do like, Do you remember your bill? Huh? Do you remember your bill? No, I think it was terrible. I just remember being. <laughs> I remember being so nervous standing up there. Miss Puffer didn't tell us that we'd have to get up in front of God and everybody and present like we were, <laughs> you know, getting ready to take the bar exam. So we get up there. At the time, Greg Stumbo was Speaker of the House. You guys know Greg, you know, Prestonsburg, Kentuckian, you know, f former PHS Black Cat, great dude. Uh, Greg had the Speaker of the House chair, which sits, you know, in the top of the top of the room there. Evan Hayes was in my group. We stand up. Evan goes up there, knocks the gavel, huge gavel, like this beer, <laughs> knocks it off the thing, breaks the gavel in half. I'm thinking, here are these kids that came from Adams Middle School to, you know, to the to the Capitol building, and the kids from his own hometown have broken his gavel in his place of work. Like you can't make this stuff up. That's really funny. Brian, do you remember? Um, no, I just remember that I had broken my ankle, so I was on crutches and didn't get to go to the trip. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What was your bill, Chuck? Kuna. Tell me about uh, Kuna. So, Alex, to be fair, um, the place that I go in um, West Virginia where Anita and Randy Chafin live, they have a old railroad that goes for like 84 miles and what they did is literally took all the track off and made it about a bike path and just paved it yeah great idea it's not paved it's just like a really well up kept like path 80 that's awesome but the reason that they choose to do that the the main reason that they use um railroads is because the plane never goes above one and that's why it's so easy to ride a bike on or run on the plane, the grade? Yeah, the plane yeah. grade, never above white, okay. but increase. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's already cleared. It's been upkept for God knows how long. Trees have been cut, stuff like that. Dude, it just wrecked me. Like, you ever have just moments of retrospect where you're like, <laughs> whoa, I really missed the boat there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I reminisce. I'm, you know, I was yeah. a little, I'm dumb now, but I was way dumber then, so... Hope that's a good like giggle. <laughs> Rails to trails, baby. <laughs> Rails to trails. I mean, that's wild, dude. I, I thought about it all day. Like, that's life, dude. <laughs> like, the next time, and it immediately got me thinking about, you know, investing in something. So the next time somebody tells me something, I go, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to be like, here's my life savings. Just take it. <laughs> Man, listen, like, if I would have got into Bitcoin when I first heard about it, we would we would be doing holler pod from, like, space the bermuda triangle the ISS. <laughs> yeah like, like we would be doing it from somewhere crazy and then like the second time that I, I like really started like into bitcoin i was actually with your brother aaron and he had asked me about it and i was like i was like whoa man do you know how much bitcoin is it's like two thousand dollars and it's like now it's almost 12 and i was just and i'm just like every time i think about it i'm like oh my god <laughs> oh my god I don't know, dude. That wrecked me. So I had to tweet about it. That's how it worked. Twitter, don't you just love Twitter? For all its faults, it's good for just mindlessly getting something off your chest. <laughs> I downloaded Parler recently, which is sort of like, it's very similar to Twitter, but like, um, 
it's like freedom of speechy. So you're like, you people can say you know whatever they want. But yeah. Alex Jones is on it, so like he's not banned on there. So you can see like funny Alex Jones videos and stuff like that. It's really it's great. Oh gosh, but it's very similar to Twitter, as far All as right. like the UI and stuff like that. I remember you bringing that up. I'm I can barely, dude. I barely do good to do this and Twitch. And charge yeah, my I'm phone. Super, like, that's like I'm the, super lacking on, on that parlor app. We we're growing up, man. We we got other stuff going on, you know. know. Yeah. It's like I'm getting like tired from like staying up past nine thirty now. Nine thirty yeah. o'clock. I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah. I get it, man. If I don't have my coffee in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. It's crazy how drugs. All right, let's go. We need to bring the man in the background to the forefront. We're going to let him introduce himself for everybody that's held on this long uh, who do not know Austin, do not know his podcast, do not know his social media handles, which he's going to plug, and I suggest that you follow. But, uh, Shuck, do your best to let everybody know who you are, what you do, who is your daddy, and what does he do. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Just who you are, what you do. What you're all about, man. Then we'll get into why I wanted to have you on. Um, so my name is Austin Shuck. I am from West Liberty, Kentucky, and I am the host of the What the Shuck podcast. And I also work for a um, personal trainer slash uh, business or not business coach, but like coaching um, online business called Transformation Nation and For You Fitness. And um, the goal for us is just that we kind of are going to provide a really flexible um, plan through coaching with fitness, nutrition, and uh, just like mindset. Um, And then also by providing a company or a community to uh, just have people to talk to and to like get through things with. Um, Because I really found it out for me. um, So... The reason that I'm doing this actually is because I used to weigh 400 pounds and um, I started uh, to get really, really into fitness. And after a head injury, I kind of found myself listening to podcasts a lot. And uh, my doctor was kind of like, you know, if you don't start to lose weight, you're going to probably not be around very long in a like really nice way. And so um, I started really, really getting into fitness and just dieting and um, not necessarily dieting, but I read a lot of stuff that just said, like, you should do and be really conscious of portion control. And um, so then as I started really getting into that, uh, uh, my doctor was like, you know, you should maybe consider doing uh, gastric sleeve. So I did gastric sleeve surgery. And um, in nine months, um, I was supposed to lose like about 100 pounds total. And I ended up losing 225 pounds in nine months. And... Um, I, it, I was just working out very frequently, but also making sure that I was like doing a really proper diet and not necessarily like, um, not eating things that I didn't want to, like, you know, if I was like, Hey, I want to eat a piece of pizza or if I want to have a beer, I was still going to do it. Um, and I just wanted to really stress that to people that it's really important to actually have a customizable, uh, plan that is flexible with what you're trying to do and your goals. Because if you do something that's like really, really stupid, it's going to be really, really hard for you to like maintain that longevity. And if anybody can tell you that's like the hardest part of maintaining fitness or like mindset and stuff like that. And over the last like two years, I've been able to really do that because I've had really good people around me and, um, I've not really like gouged myself on just being like, Oh, I got to like have this many macros and stuff like that. I've just been flexible. And so I'm just trying to really, really do that. And through my podcast, what I really try to do is, 
to provide a platform to people um, that are influential in the Appalachia, uh, just to screw with you, um, <laughs> but just so anybody from essentially, if you're Appalachian, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I just really want to give you some sort of spotlight because we're, we're very frequently overlooked and, um, you know, you'll be watching a movie or a TV show or something. And they'll be like, up in West Virginia, up in Kentucky and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, there's actually really smart and genius people around here. And rather it's like in music or rather it's in fitness or they're a business owner or a politician. I just really want to provide a spotlight to those people and hopes that someone might be listening and maybe that that'll inspire them to follow their passion and to do something with that too. So I'm awesome. Show. Awesome. Coming in hot, dude. I got a lot. We got a lot to get there. So number one, what you talked about first, your role, kind of what you're doing right now in the community, you know, your social media presence, your podcast, your, your, your occupation at the time, super needed right now. Right. So we've been locked down for, I don't know, eight months in eternity. Uh, I would say now more than ever, people need external sources of motivation like they have never needed in the past, right? We're seeing this resurgence, and I know you guys are going to talk about him. You and Brian will talk about him, but guys like David Goggins, right? Jocko Willink, even even Rogan, you know, all the guys he brings on, the former Navy SEALs, these life coaches, ultra marathon guys, the CEO of the Spartan races, external motivation is needed and there is an extreme marketplace for that number one because it is wholly sincere right so i follow you on social media i see you out there busting your ass every day getting your miles in like that's real i don't have to be right there with you because i would not be able to run that far right now but but that's real man like that is i would say needed more now than it had it has been in a very long time coupled with you know the functionalities and the technology we have uh it's an all-time it's an all-time high yeah, man, and that's what I'm trying to relay is just that um, even though we aren't necessarily, everybody's not able to go to the gym or be able to crush their fitness goals the way they thought, it doesn't mean that you can't be adaptive. And that was what I often found myself doing was that I would find an excuse to not go work out or to not diet or to um, watch trash content that was going to make me feel negative or to be negative. And um, after I hurt my head, I really found myself just finding myself more accountable and being more accountable for things. And it started with just like reading and stuff like that. And uh, I read this thing that said like, if you make, if you like make your bed, it'll like change your life. And it was so stupid. And I did that and it was like, it really did kind of like overflow and just like started doing it in like multiple disciplines. And uh, then I really found myself starting to run and um i was like you know um it was really tough for me to get into it at first and i wanted uh today what i'm trying to do is just to show that um you know there are days when it's not necessarily easy for me even though i do run all the time and it's also like i want to show people that where i was too because i try to be really transparent i find that if you just try to be like oh i I ran the fastest time and blah, blah, blah. And you only post your fastest times. Like I try to always be like, Hey, today I really ran like shit, (laughs) but I still ran and I didn't make an excuse to not get out there and run. And I would find myself 
in so many opportunities and situations in life that I would just always make an excuse to not be like, sorry, there's a helicopter flying over. But uh, I would always find myself just making excuses to. That's the pot chopper. In the- there are black choppers floating around. <laughs> <laughs> That's the pot chopper. If you're from Michigan, Kentucky, you know what the pot chopper is. But I would find myself in, uh, I would find myself when it would just be like any, any divert or any adversity, not diversity, any adversity at all. I would just be like, all right, I'm tapping out. And, um, now it's like, I really found myself doing like the complete opposite of that essentially, but it took a lot of work. And I also try to preach that too. Is just like, you know, there's going to be times when, even I'm like, all right, I can't, I really can't make this happen. But it's like, you find out that there's so many um, limits that you put on yourself until you really, really are willing to put yourself in an area where you're uncomfortable. And that's where I actually learned from Goggins. It was just like, you know, it's like, you got to like be willing to throw yourself into some shit to maybe find out who you really are. And once I started doing that, I was like, holy crap, like there's a lot of skills that maybe I have that I didn't really necessarily always know. And maybe I have a story that I can tell people. And so that's what I'll just really try to do, especially during this tough time. And um, and just be transparent about it, man, because it's not easy. And uh, just be relatable and and also accessible, man. Uh, That's a huge mission of mine. Uh, Kentucky is like the 50 50, ranked 50th for the least physical activity by like Kentucky or, or American health org.com or American. Is it really? Yeah. We're the least physically active state in the country. Um, we, we have like 48% or we're the 48th ranked, like most heart disease and cancer. And so with my podcast, I really just want to really, really, um, raise awareness on that kind of stuff that we can change that. And that, with the accessibility to technology that we have today, that there's no reason to make excuses anymore. We can still, we can, we can overcome that kind of stuff. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we hear, you know, it's, it, you may not hear it. You may not hear it explicitly, but you can see it on the faces of people and you can hear it in the voices of people when you go away from here and you tell them where you're from, where you cut your teeth, where you grew up. Being from back home is not a death sentence. Right. And I think for a long time, the stats you just mentioned, cancer, heart disease, you know, uh, we, we talked about the coal mines for a long time, black lung, you know, workers comp type stuff. I think that that negative connotation follows us everywhere we go. And that's anything, you know, education, you know, culture, all that stuff. But you said it, dude, just because we're, we're not idiots. I mean, we may talk like idiots, but the chances are that. Uh, the people that think we talk stupid and the person who judging us talk stupid is more stupider is way better. Um, but I, I got <clears throat> something you said that resonates with me and I, and I try to practice this is garbage in garbage out. And you can apply that to your, you know, you can apply that to your, your overall health. So, so physically what you eat, you eat garbage, you, you produce garbage. Think about it as a, you know, a, a manufacturing standpoint, you, you take something in, you produce a product and then you have an output. Uh, if you eat bonbons and Twinkies and you try to run or, you know, work out your product is going to f- suffer tremendously. Whereas if you eat like you're supposed to, you know, round your diet out and, and, and get, you know, the vitamins and minerals and the proteins and stuff that you need, this product that you're going to have 
at the end of the day is going to be much better than you know the bonbons and Twinkie guy. There are some mutants out there that can operate on like Mountain Dew and Wintergreen Skull that I haven't figured out yet, and I have not, I've not factored them into this like scientific theory, but. That's true, man. And it works with your mind, too. You've mentioned it. you got to start reading, thinking positive, garbage in, garbage out. If all you hear is you're beat down and, you know, you're from Eastern Kentucky and you'll never make it and da-da-da-da-da, and you can only hear that stuff for so long before it physically takes a toll on you, whether you realize it or not. I mean, your psyche takes a beating. Uh, so you, you just always have to keep that, you know, target in mind. You mentioned the speech from General McRaven um, you want to change the world make your bed each morning you know start each day with a task completed i heard that speech dude and i was like whoa i can make my bed you know like start each day with a task completed yeah start each day with a task completed that is changing my life but um i mean it's just you know it's you you have to get into the wheat i think you know for the most part, we want to we want to brush stuff off. You know, ah, it's just what it is. It's what it is. You know, it is. Da, da da da. I'm fine. I've always done this. I've always done that. But when you face things head on, you know that mentality, that warrior mentality, that Navy SEAL mentality, the killer mentality, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's the only way you're going to see change and and be consistent, like you mentioned. And you know, for reference, when I knew Shuck in high school, he played center, and right now he'd probably be a DB. Or a split end I, or something. I really don't know what position I would play in football now. Well, I mean, you're you're firmly like wide receiver, tight end size, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, yeah, I'm foot like, and like 195. Yeah, that's a tight end, dude. I'm pretty fast for sure. On the flip side, I would now be center uh, because gravity is working real hard against your boy here. But um, no, man, that's uh, that's awesome. I know Brian follows Goggins. Yeah, Our, Goggins is great, man. Goggins is awesome. He's just so... Uh, he he makes it so that you realize that your failings are because of you. <laughs> I mean, if you work, you can improve. And if I, you stop yeah. working... if if. Like, never be comfortable, like, because if you're comfortable, you're not getting better. Yeah. You, you know, this content, this podcast content out here right now, like, I think of, like, um, Call Her Daddy, right? The Barstool podcast with the girls where they talk about this most, like, outlandish, you could not even believe that they publish that kind of stuff, right? It is 1,000% shock value. It's shock value entertainment. That's what it is. You're going, oh, my God gosh i can't believe they're talking about this and you know at this level every single day um goggins is that for like brian said turning the mirror back on yourself like you watch a couple goggins videos it is flat out shock value entertainment it's not entertainment because it's just right to your forehead it's like some people motivate with a hammer and some people motivate with a scalpel and he's the only person to motivate with both it's just like (laughs) right upside the head you're like i am nothing i am a miserable nothing and i gotta get going man read his book oh my goodness or listen to the audio version of it it's awesome oh my goodness i'm not even in the weeds as much as you guys i haven't read his books i just follow him on social media and stuff but (laughs) the story you got we talked about on the last podcast but when he was running that ultra marathon or whatever and he got the 
Oh, he was going into kidney failure. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he was, like, dying. There was, like, blood coming out of his, like, his orifices. <laughs> and, like, his wife at the time, like, gets him home. And she calls his mom because his mom's like a nurse and or she's dating a doctor. Sorry. And he's like, yeah, you need to get him to the hospital before he dies. And he's like, just leave me in the shower and turn it on. I want to like sit here in this pain. I was like, oh, my God, I will never be like this man. Like he, this guy. Like, just... you, never, you don't know who you don't know who I am. You've never seen somebody like me. Like... Yeah. He's like, you've never seen anybody like me. He's. Awesome man, he, Goggins is awesome. Yeah. For those of you, I out like there, uh, I like Jocko know. too, though. Yeah. For those of you out there who have no idea who we're talking about, give Joe Rogan a, a follow on pod on podcast. Specifically, search out his David Goggins episodes, his Jocko episodes, awesome. and then from there, you know, branch out and follow Jocko and follow Goggins. These guys, um, these ultra motivators, these like just badass 100% American just I don't even I, I'm running out of superlatives to define them Jocko um, has a video on YouTube called good and it's like the most motivational it's like seriously one of the most motivational things I've ever seen and it's like two and a half minutes long it's and it's crazy good dude it, it's all I was listen, I listened to uh, Ben uh, what's his name that he's he's also a Navy SEAL he's been on Rogan a couple times Ben Sheck, it's not Ben Sheck, but he, you know, he was talking about Nick. You may have to help me out there. I don't, I can't remember. I'm doing terrible. Yeah, I'm not sure. He was talking about, you know, the seals. It gets a lot of, it gets a lot of pub because it's the most difficult, you know, thing in any branch of the military. But, but he's like, we really just punish your body to show you how weak your mind is. And I was like, oh. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> whoa that's he's like yeah you know hell week you go through hell week you're getting two hours of sleep for like six days he's like you know if you make it till tuesday uh you're probably gonna make it but it, it takes us until that point when you're absolutely off your rocker and you're 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 face to face you are looking in the mirror with who you really are chuck said it you, you find out who you really are uh, yeah. But I was just like, whoa. Is it Anderson? No, it was Ben. Um, I just watched the video this morning. I forget. He was a Navy SEAL. Oh, yeah, that's the guy. Ben Anderson's the guy with Voss. I feel like the, that um, the thing I found out the most about like your journey with fitness and stuff like that is just that you you really think that it's so much about like my physical body being in shape but at the end of the day it's like i've really found that like there's a certain limit that that is like a thing but like once you want to go to like that next level it's all like mental it's like yeah if you want to like, like, have... you want to break through that plateau or that barrier at that point it becomes like mental have you ever read any like marcus aurelius like you ever read like meditations or anything like that Dude, I, I I really enjoy like Plato and like Stoicism and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean I've never actually read that one, but I, I love. You should uh, you should check that out. He was like you know he was like a general, and it's like it's all that kind of stuff. It's all like I mental battlefield kind of way stuff. Way wrong. It's Andy Stump. Sorry, it wasn't Ben. <laughs> yeah, it's that that guy right there. 
Andy Stump. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I had to, I had to look that no, up. Yeah. You know, I'm from I'm from Appalachia, man. I can't. Uh, I got a death sentence. What's the most? I mean, like, Chuck, 400 pounds to 190, dude. Like, go over that's some of the ins- most. Go awesome. over some of the most obvious, like, feel good tr- transformations from 400 pounds to 190. Well, like, I went from 400 to 175, and I honestly looked like a like ghost boy. <laughs> to like gain some weight and uh so i'm actually at like 200 right now um so i have actually gained a little bit uh, been enjoying a little bit too many craft beers and uh you gotta, get in the, you gotta get on the bourbon train dude yeah yeah you're right but uh once west main opened back up there for a minute i was uh spoiling myself a little bit again so um, we had a, we have a chef and stuff, so I was able to eat like really good food any day at work. So mm. um, now that I'm now that I'm not doing that again, I'm gonna get pretty uh, solid back on that uh, good solid food diet. But uh, that's been the biggest thing is just trying to be consistent with uh, learning about like um, what works for me. And What's a typical like day like meal for you like meals throughout the day? So I ne- I hardly ever eat breakfast. I always try to intermittent fast. I've found a lot of massive success with that. Um, I don't do like the eighteen hours. I usually do like twelve to fourteen. Um, a lot of people do eighteen and say that that's like the best way to do it. But <laughs> with just how much I run, there's a lot of times where um, I like I honestly a lot of times I'll not eat. I'll run on the empty stomach stomach and run like you know I might even run like. 13 miles or something very limited carbohydrates um, i know that that's like not how you're supposed to do that but like i don't know i don't i've found like when i run and i eat i just don't perform as well like in any way that makes and sense i found that when i like do it with hydration versus like eating i do a lot better so i like will drink some smart carbs or something not like Gatorade, just try to drink something kind of like Miller Lite. Yeah, Miller Lite. <laughs> That's but smart. Have you ever tried like only three point um, two carbs per twelve ounces? Have you ever tried any of that uh, layered Hamilton? He's got like a hydration. It's like a turmeric coffee or something. It's, co- it's like no, it's like turmeric uh, coconut water. It's like a powder that you put in. It's like got a. It's got like electrolytes and stuff like that in it, but it's like for hydration, like it's just for that. I haven't actually had that. It's pretty good, man. It's just, uh, I've found that for some reason, I don't know. I feel like I my stomach just feels heavier when I if I eat. I can drink like a protein shake or something, but I I usually try to fast. Um, But just trying to make sure that that and also uh recovery is so important um just making sure you stretch out and make sure that you um honestly like hydration is a really important part of recovery that people really forget about and sleeping um i don't sleep enough that's one i could probably work on and that's what i've really found is important too is like when you find something that you need to work on you know i've had a lot of success so i don't want people to just be like Oh, he's perfect. So like he's he knows the perfect way. It's like no, like I I mess up, and 
there are things that I, I even need to work on still today. And um, it's just, I don't, there's not a, like, I've honestly had quite a bit, of, like, it's been a really crazy journey, but other than the first, like, few months after I had my surgery, it, it's really been pretty easy, man. It's just been, I've been so dedicated and hell on wheels and just, like, soul on fire shit that it's, I, I just kind of, when that, when the moment came where I hurt my head and it was just kind of like, I get a second chance of life, I was like, I, I got to, like, go all out. Yeah. I mean, so, your, that's your, cool, knees, your knees have to, like, not hurt, right? As bad or... Like knees don't hurt. Are you? Do you sleep Honestly, better? Honestly, I don't have a lot of problems out of my knees. I never really did. The biggest thing I have trouble out of is I dislocated my shoulder, and it was probably from playing center. I never actually hurt. I never got hurt playing football, which is weird. But like when I played tennis one year, I completely dislocated my shoulder, and that messed it up really bad. You, you tried to call it. I broke my arm. Um, I dislocated my elbow. And, uh, what are you guys doing up there at Moorhead? That sounds pretty <laughs> reckless. Well, uh, you know, there's not a lot to do other than drink beer and have a good time. So <laughs> that's what I hear. That's I never went there, but that's what I hear. But uh, so depending I, on who you ask, Moorhead is the number one trap school in the universe because you are firmly between the middle of absolute nowhere and Lexington, and you either study or you drink a lot of beer. That's very true. And very few people have the innate ability to do both of those really well. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I broke my arm, and that's honestly the biggest thing I have trouble out of. I don't really have a lot of trouble out of my knees. Um, I had ankle issues growing up. I don't really deal with that anymore. Um, so it's, it's I've been pretty fortunate to be able to stay healthy, knock on wood. Um, I got ran over by a truck one day while I was running. <laughs> And they, I'm laughing they with you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm yeah. laughing with you because I remember, I remember watching your story. I remember watching your story, and it was something like, "Well, I just got ran over by a truck." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I ran out. The, I ran. I ran over the uh, pedestrian like crosswalk, like right before. Um, Nicholasville Road and like something else, but it was like up by Trader Joe's. Yeah, and the light came on for me to go, so I started running, and this truck literally just hit me, and I flew into Nicholasville Road and landed, <laughs> and like got up, and the 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 lady was like petrified who was driving, and there was a huge trailer on the back of the vehicle, pulling like lawn equipment, and the dude was doing all the talking. He was like. Oh, I'm sorry we hit you. We didn't see you there. I was like, yeah, no shit. You just ran over a human. Like, obviously, you didn't see me. Like, <laughs> like, and so I got up, and they're like, are you okay? And I was like, well, I mean, to be fair, there's a Chevy bow tie shape literally hammered into my arm. I know I probably need to go get that checked out. And, you should have uh, said, if that was a Ford, I'd been dead. Yeah. Well, I was like, my arm is, I'm pretty sure it's broken. As soon as I said my arm's broke, they drove off. No way. It, yeah. you, it was over? You didn't get license plate or nothing? No, dude. I pulled out my phone and tried to record the, their license plate, and uh, that trailer that they were pulling didn't have a license plate on it or a tag or anything, and it was blocking everything. So I walked down to the plaza where, like, uh, Critchfield and, like, Play-Dohs and... Uh, kind of love Critchfield, side yeah. note. Ooh. I walked down there, 
and there happened to be a cop there and i was like hey man i'm really sorry because you look like you're off duty but this person just hit me and the dude like caught like because i was like dude what like literally they hit me and just drove off and my arms broke like you should okay. Two, it didn't two end things. up being broke, but my arm was messed up for like a month. So lesson like, learned. Next time you lay in the intersection and just squeal like a pig, you, you know, regardless how you feel, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You got to learn that, man. <laughs> and of course, I'm only joking because you were totally fine. But the most important part of that whole story is Critchfield Meats is moving to the old Save Lot on Southland Drive, and they are saving the fried chicken. They're saving save a lot fried chicken. It's really? The best, it's the best fried chicken in Lexington. Just read the article today. Critchfield Meats moving into that building, keeping the cook and the cooker and the, I don't know, but everybody's like, yeah, save a lot fried chicken is not going anywhere. Dude, I love Critchfield. Absolutely love Critchfield. It's a good spot. It's a good old homey spot. Yeah. yeah. And on like Fridays, you can get a good sandwich. Like $5, $5 lunch. Yeah. It's awesome. Dude, dude I remember that. <laughs> I, I remember seeing your story, and you, it was exactly what you just said. Like, you got on Instagram Live, and you were like, this guy just hit me in the intersection. And I'm like, he can't be real. Because, you know, you were walking. I'm like, this can't be real. Like, he's <laughs> not being serious. People, when I went into the hospital, they were like, you're handling this incredibly well to be a victim of a hit and run by a vehicle. That <laughs> you should not, you should have said not, you not should see me when I not in a vehicle. You were actually ran over your as a human. So I was like, yeah. You should have said, you should see me when I do not do meth. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, sorry, you can't tell that. I'm sorry. What did I say? I don't even know what I said. <laughs> That's a cruel joke. Yeah, I mean, you know, tying everything in, it makes sense why you want a safe, secure former railroad train or railroad track where you can run and exercise that way you don't get ran over by uh tim and beverly in their uh you know chevy bow tie pulling their lawnmower equipment they definitely had a joint facebook account is what i'm learning Dude, right? what's so messed up is that i shared that on facebook it's got like the most video like views of anything i've shared on facebook or anything dude there are people who were commenting on that well that dumbass shouldn't have been running in the middle of the most busy road in lexington and i'm like like what? You're missing your over? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> You're missing the point. Think about that. You missing they not only miss the point. That's just like Some people you can't help some people, dude. They do not have they do not have what you are striving your you know, striving your life towards. They do not have that figured out. They're miserable human beings behind a keyboard. They're like, "Well, yeah, he got hit. He's on Nicholasville Road." <laughs> when Which in I reality it's like hey now. this guy's out here busting it you know getting seven miles in in the 95 degree heat like i wish that bitch would have been there right before i got hit by that truck to be like why are you running on nicholasville road you're gonna get ran over <laughs> like thanks <laughs> oh man that's terrible i mean <laughs> i do believe in karma so you should uh you should have something coming <laughs> i don't know if you've already gotten it but Okay, last thing I want to talk about, and we're going to go home. It's been a long day, boys. Um, I think we're going to do a fantasy league. Shuck, you in? Would you be interested? Uh, dude, yeah, for sure. 
I think we're going to open it up and make it absolutely ridiculous. Like I'm talking like a 16 teamer and unbelievable buy-in just a miserable experience for everybody involved. That way, you know, if you really win, it's going to mean something. It's going to carry a lot of weight. Blues, do you have to get COVID-19? Yes. That, that, <laughs> that, is, the, that is the buy-in stipulation. The, the loser next year. <laughs> coronavirus party. Has to get coronavirus. Oh, man. Uh, for those who've had someone in your family that's passed away we're not making a lot of the situation but um a horrible punishment i'm all in for an absolutely ridiculous punishment for the loser so yeah uh, we will tee that up kick it around see what happens shake shake open it up to the fans kiss a few babies you know really just mull that thing over um but uh that's i mean you know me guys i get my bullet points in I talk really loud. I cut people off. Uh, that's kind of how I operate. And I'm at the end of my glass, and I'm at the end of my paper. So uh, before we wrap it up, boys, what uh, you, you came into the episode hot, Brian. You gave them some investment advice. What are you going to leave them with going out? Um, you know, I think uh, Bill and Ted said it the best. Be excellent to each other. Oh, are Bill and Ted? I, that's a, probably a movie quote I don't understand. But do they have the same Facebook? Oh yeah. No, uh, these are separate Facebook accounts. <laughs> oh, Nick. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Nick, what you got? In the words of Marshawn Lynch, <laughs> "Take care of y'all chicken. <laughs> Take care of y'all mentals." <laughs> There's so many ways he was getting ready to go. I was gonna say, "I'm about that action." In the words of Marshawn Lynch, "I'm about that action," but <laughs> that one works absolutely fantastically as well. Bravo, young scholar. Bravo. All right, Chuck, man, thanks for coming on. Tell everybody um, before you leave them with you know stovepipe wisdom. Tell them, tell them where they can find you on Instagram, Facebook, what you're doing, uh, you know, for for your leadership coaching tell them tell them all the good stuff um if you're interested in hitting me up about the um, transformation nation thing just follow that page on facebook or hit me up in the dms on facebook or instagram um on facebook i'm austin keith shuck on uh instagram it's what the shuck 301 and on youtube it's also what the shuck 301 my uh web page is what the shuck.com and um, you can also check me out at What the Shuck 301 on YouTube, where I just released a couple of my new episodes of my podcast um, in video format. I just got a new GoPro, and um, I shot Very the cool. first one with Sawstone Brewing, and um, they're actually in the middle of a pretty big legal battle with Stone Brewing out of California. Um, so I, I read about that. Read about that. Um, and then also I interviewed my cousin Mike at the New River Gorge um, at Sunrise. And it was a pretty cool opportunity um, with the GoPro to do that. So I'm really excited to uh, just jump into that and be able to kind of shoot podcasts anywhere I want to go. Um, so check that stuff out on my webpage and all that. And also for the Transformation Nation thing, just hit me up. Um, but for as far as for wisdoms to leave you all with... Um, you know, it's really easy to get kind of lost in all the jumbo of everything. And um, I've really found that over the last two years that 
um, you know, it's it's important that you pay your bills and that you make sure that you get your, sh- your shit taken care of. But um, if you have something that you're really, really passionate about, because I was really, really wanting to do a podcast like three or four, maybe six years ago. And um, I look back now and I don't really live with a lot of regrets, but I just kind of am like, what would that have been now if I would have really put in the work? And so just if you have something you're passionate about and you have like no doubt that you can make it be really good and that you can kind of turn your life around, just do it. Um, I've really found over the last two years that following my passions has led me to money. It's led me to uh, success. It's led me to happiness in ways that I never thought was possible. And it's because I'm willing to put myself in a zone of being uncomfortable. And there are times that it's really tough. Like, don't get me wrong. But it's really showed me that in the long run, if you just believe in yourself and you're willing to put in the work, that you can make it happen. Um, So I just hope you guys stay positive, um, especially during this crazy time and test negative of coronavirus. Hey, boy, let me tell you, if that don't get your fire burning, your wood is wet. I hate to tell you right now. Uh, that's, That's good stuff there. Give him a follow. He's a, you know, he's a great follow on Instagram. Check in on him when he's getting run over in intersections. Uh, <laughs> you can only laugh at him once he's, once he's, you know, been deemed healthy and handling it better than, than most people would. But thanks for coming on, dude. We will always have a spot for you here if you ever want just want to come and uh, talk about how hot and bothered you are, or you know, whatever, <laughs> get something off your chest. But uh, thanks for coming on. Only thing I got, we're gonna get off of here. Do not hoot with the owls if you can't fly with the eagles.